and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about The Guest List by Lucy Foley, which was one of the top five contenders for Book of the Year from Book of the Month. And it is a mystery about these two people who get married on a very remote Irish island and someone gets murdered. But you don't know who did the murdering. So basically, it's just a basic murder mystery book. But there's something about it that makes it not so basic. And that's how the story is told. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, I read this book in two days, but most of that was because I was on vacation. So I didn't have anything to do except for read. And I read about 100 pages the first day and then the last 200 pages the next day. Because at the end, I couldn't put it down because I needed to know A, who died and B, who did it, which I'll get into in the plot summary section. This book is short. I finished it mm, five-ish days ago, so, you know, there's been some time. I'm hoping to do a quick plot summary, and I'll kind of explain what's going on in the next section, and I think I'm just going to get started because I don't have too much to say. So, I do want to issue a trigger warning. I'm not really going to... I'll touch on a couple of these things, but if you were to read the book, there are an instance of attempted suicide, cutting, and then also abortion, a mention of that. So if any of those things are triggering to you, please don't pick up this book. And then obviously, spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil the guest list by Lucy Foley. So if you don't want this book to be spoiled, stop here, go read the book, come back and listen to the episode. Would I recommend this book? I think so. I mean, I don't read a ton of mystery, so I can't tell you that this was the best mystery I ever read or like this is an average mystery or whatever. I enjoyed it. I had a nice time with it. It's pretty short, so it was a quick read. Um, So I don't know. Make your choice about if you want to read this or not. Okay, so let's get into the plot summary. So the way this book is written is it goes back and forth between now and basically the day before. So the day before the wedding party shows up and they have like, a, you know, the rehearsal dinner and all that jazz. And then the next day is the actual wedding. And it goes in between the two with the bulk of the story being in the day before and the present time being only the search for the body. So basically what happens is the book starts off, the lights go out and then they're out for a while and they're kind of like, what's going on? And then this waitress comes back and she says she's seen a body, but she doesn't know who it is. So then the four ushers, because this is set in Ireland slash the UK. I mean, the island is in Ireland, but some of the people I think are British. Anyways, what happens is then the ushers, which are basically groomsmen, go out and they look for the body. And you don't know who's died until the last maybe 20 or 30 pages, which is kind of what a lot of people say it's different. And so that's basically what's going on in the present. So I'm going to just tell you what's going on in the past, and then we'll get to the present of what happens and who dies. So that's kind of how I'm going to tell this. Okay. So this is told from the perspective of five people. And at the end, there is a sixth perspective of the victim. And there is also, I guess that was a spoiler. Well, I guess I'm spoiling the whole thing, so it doesn't matter. And then also the present narrations is just told by a third person omniscient narrator. So it's nobody. Okay. So the five different people who are doing the narration are Aoife, who I'm so, she's got a traditional Irish name. So it's A-O-I-F-E. And I Googled it to how to say it. And I think it's Effa or Aoife. 
I can't remember. She's the wedding planner. Her and her husband, Freddie, own the remote island that Jules is getting married on. Jules is the bride and her groom is Will. And Jules is semi-famous. She owns a uh, online magazine and she's very dedicated to her work. And her husband is a TV star on this show called Survive the Night, where basically he's put into these crazy situations and he has to survive. So kind of think like naked and afraid, except not naked, okay? It's kind of the vibe. And he's by himself minus, you know, like the TV crew and whatever. And so she wanted to have, you know, the spectacular wedding. So she's having it there on this remote island. She had this contest where it was like, pitch me ideas of where we should get married. And Aoife, Aoife, uh, yeah, okay, I'm calling her Aoife. She pitched this idea of come to my island. And so they've owned the island for about a year. She has some sort of connection to it, but we're not exactly sure what it is. You find out later that her family is buried on the island, which is, and she used to go there in her childhood because it used to be like a place people lived and whatever. And then maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago or so, everybody left the island. It was deserted. It's very marshy and boggy. So you can kind of get like sucked down and it had preserved bodies and whatever. So it opens up with her and whatever. Then Jules is another narrator. She's the bride. I kind of explained her. Then her only bridesmaid is her sister, Olivia, or her half-sister. And she is going through something. You can tell she's depressed. She's losing weight. You find out she had this boyfriend and they broke up and something happened, but you're not really sure what's going on. And her and her sister have a weird relationship. There's also a pretty big big age gap between the two. So she's 19 and Jules is 30-something. And then you have Hannah, who is the plus one. So basically her husband, Charlie, I think his name is, or Charles, I think Charlie, is Jules's actual best friend, but she had her sister be the maid of honor instead of having Charlie be it. So he's the MC, and he and Hannah have been married for a long time. They have two boys, but you know, they're, they have, they're, their children are young, or maybe they have a boy and girl, it doesn't matter. They're not really relevant. But their children are kind of young and, you know, they haven't been intimate in a while. So Charlie's like, this weekend can be like a time to rekindle our romance or whatever. But Hannah's always felt a little bit weird about Charlie and Jules's relationship. They became friends when they were teenagers and they've been friends for a long time. And she doesn't really know all of that history. And so she, and Jules has never been really nice to her. So but she's there anyways, because she's the plus one. And then the last um, narrator is what the heck is Jono, Johnny, they call him Jono, who is Will's best man, uh, one of his friends from high school, they went to boarding school, and some sort of traumatic experience has bonded them together. So they all show up to the island. Um, Hannah and her husband, Charlie, are like regular people, you know, and everybody else there's pretty rich, and Jono's not that well off either. He was a had screen tested to be on Survive the Night with Will and had actually come up with the idea but didn't get the callback. So now he's saying that, you know, he's got this whiskey company that he's been working on instead and he lost his job at this adventure place because he was stoned and uh, somebody, you know, fell and got hurt and all this different stuff. And so Will and his groomsmen all went to the same boarding school and they used to play this game called survival where they would kidnap the freshmen, put them in the woods somewhere, and then they had to come back. And all of the groomsmen are really weird, like super creepy. They're so obsessed with high school and this game and whatever. And you know that something tragic happened to bond Will and Jono together, but you're not sure at the beginning exactly what that is. Then you have um, Hannah and Olivia, who is who are the plus one and the bridesmaid, end up 
bonding, even though there, there's a big age gap. They end up finding each other both in this cave. And Olivia starts telling Hannah kind of what's going on. She had this boyfriend. They He broke up with her and she was really sad. So she thought, and then the boyfriend immediately started dating one of her best friends. So she thought, I'm just going to post a picture online or on Instagram of me with some other guy to make them jealous or whatever. So she meets this guy online. She lies about being 26 and he's older and they start having this relationship, but they're only really meeting for sex. And then she wants to introduce him to the family. So she's going to bring him to Jules's party or something like that. Then you have Jules. I'm going to cut back to that storyline. Then you have Jules. Her and Will have only known each other for maybe like six months or something like that. But she's like determined to marry him. She's like, we look so good together. Like we're the perfect couple, blah, blah, blah. But a couple weeks ago, she got this note in her mailbox that said, or like slipped into her door or something that says, uh, Will is a liar and a cheat. He's not who you think he is. Don't marry him. So that's sus. She doesn't know who sent that. We don't know what's going on with that. And you know, all this different stuff. So she's kind of nervous about that. And then, you know, Charlie shows up and she's always, there's kind of always been this, what if, what if the two of them had been together and they were flirting and it was weird because, you know, his wife was right there. And then Will is low-key flirting with Hannah. So that was awkward. And there was weird sexual tension going on. I was like, what is happening in this? I'm going to get back to that later. And, you know, the night happens and they're playing this drinking game and there's like class tensions with Charlie. And also when Charlie came back from the um, bachelor party, something happened, but we don't know what it is. And he's been very close lipped about it and like all this different stuff. And so then Hannah and Olivia meet again and Olivia ends up telling Hannah like later that night, ends up telling Hannah that this guy, she ended like, she took her to Jules's party, but she pre too hard and she ended up puking in the bathroom. So he puts her in a, like before he can meet her family or anything, he puts her in a taxi and then she never heard from him again. She ends up pregnant and she doesn't know what to do. He's not saying anything to her and she ends up telling her mom and she, her mom ends up taking her for an abortion um, it wasn't like forced or anything, you know, how sometimes parents are like, whatever, but she's been very depressed since then and kind of been losing weight and dealing with things. And then she's the one who does some cutting, which is, oh, I hate reading about that. It's so awful. And then, um, Jules has always had this sort of anger toward Olivia of her mom being a better mom to her than she was to Jules. And there's just kind of like unresolved tension. They, there's a big age gap. They've never been very close. She's like, why can't you just be happy for me? Why can't you just like do these things? Why didn't you try on your dress before? All this different stuff. And then um, Jono is, you know, kind of like, you know, he's like, I'm, I was the poor one at the school and they all have lives and I have nothing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So now it's the day of the wedding. And, you know, they get married, even though Jules is kind of nervous about it. Oh, but they, before that, she wakes, before they go to bed, she finds seaweed in the bed. And she's like, what's going on? And Will's like, oh, it's probably just a prank from my groomsmen. This is a thing we used to do back at the school or whatever. And then, you know, they get married and we're at the reception. And Hannah and Charlie end up getting into a fight. Oh, before that. Okay, so before that, Olivia is like feeling very uh, overwhelmed and she goes down by the water and she ends up going too far into the water and almost drowns on purpose. But Will comes out and saves her. Um, Jules is really upset. Like, why are you ruining my day? Like doing this stuff, like blah, blah, blah. And Hannah's like, there might be something like 
wrong. So she's talking with her and maybe she gets out of Olivia that it turns out that the guy that she'd been seeing was Will. Yeah, that's right. So he put her in the taxi and then went inside to this party where he met Jules and then ended up being with her. So what? And then um, Hannah and Charlie get into a fight and it ends up coming out that because there's this whole thing about Charlie and Jules and all that. And Hannah ends up confronting him and saying something like, you slept with her before, didn't you? And then he says, only one time. And it turns out it was a time when they were married after their first child was born and she was had borderline postpartum depression. Yeah, let that sink in. And this whole thing is that there's also this weird, like, unexplained thing that when Charlie drinks, it he might be turns into, he's like a mean drunk. And it's like, kind of like, they were arguing about how much he's drinking. Like this other stuff is really odd. And then Hannah ends up being like, I'm just going to dance with this other guy. And then that was weird and sexual. And then she's saying, like, they're talking about like who they know. And he's saying that, oh, he went to college with Will. And then they're talking about this girl that Will used to see, the smart one who left him. And then he got him back or got her back. So we know that, I didn't explain this, but Hannah's sister, Alice, used to go to college and was so smart and all this different stuff. Got this boyfriend, ends up breaking up with the boyfriend. The boyfriend posts like um, a sex, what is that called? A sex tape, yeah, of them or of her specifically. I don't think he was in it, just her, yeah, online to get back at her. And she wanted to be a politician. Her life is ruined. And then she ends up committing suicide because she was so depressed about all this different stuff. So that's kind of what Hannah and Olivia had bonded over. And we also know that Will has taken pictures of both um, Olivia and Jules. But, you know, I hadn't put all that together at this point. So then you find out that Will was Alice's old boyfriend. So that's giving Hannah motive. You also find out that um, the producer of the Survive the Night show was there. And John was talking to him and he's like, oh, we were so sad you were busy. Like, you must have something really important going on. Will never told Jono that they actually wanted both of them on the show. He cut him out entirely. So now Jono has motive. Olivia is very upset and is like, I'm going to tell my sister about what's going on because and Will takes her outside and is like, you're absolutely not. And he brings her towards the cliff and maybe he's going to push her off the cliff. But then Jules shows up and then Jules has motive because now she knows something has happened between her sister and her fiance, but she doesn't know exactly what or when. And so they've all got motive. But then you find out that it's actually the wedding planner, Aoife, who has killed him because, oh, I forgot this whole thing. So then they kidnap him from the reception to do like the survival game because Will never had it done to him. And the other guys leave and Jono stays there. And it turns out what had happened was that um, Will had stolen some test score grades to like swap them because he did bad. And this little freshman who used to follow them around and like do everything they asked knew it and was going to report about it. So, but Will was so afraid about that, that he got Jono and him to be like, oh, we're going to play survive survival with this kid. And they tie him up down by like the tides or by the sea cave or something like that. And they tie him up so he can't escape. And then the next morning, Jono wakes up and realizes that the tides have come in and he's probably still tied up because he wasn't thinking about it, but Will was, and he knew that this kid would die. So it turns out that Aoife is this kid's older sister, and Freddie, her husband, was his friend back in the day, his roommate, that they called, like, 
fat fuck. Oh, I hate saying that. That's so awful. But that's what they called him. And so, like, they know all of this. And it turns out that she's the one that kills him. She cuts the lights and takes the um, cake knife that, like, everybody's touched at this point because they just cut the cake. And she's like... And Jules smashes the cake in his face, so he goes to wipe off. And originally, she only wanted to get him there to talk about, like, why did you do this to my brother? But she heard Jono and Will talking in the sea cave about everything that happened and Will being non-remorseful. And so she ends up stabbing him and killing him. So he's the one who ends up dying. And then the epilogue is the sisters kind of hugging and being like, it's okay, like, whatever. And then you have Hannah and Charlie on the boat going back and um it's awkward so there you go that's my plot summary did it go well i don't know you tell me so let's get into the discussion section and let's first talk about how weirdly sexual this book was was there sex scenes in this book kind of yes there were jules and will have sex a couple times it's nothing like very um descriptive per se it's not like reading a sex scene but there is a and it's just more about like, okay, so let me explain this. I read this book before my senior year of high school called How to Read Literature Like a Professor or something like that. We had to read it. There's two scenes in the first scene or two scenes. There's two chapters. There's multiple chapters, but I'm just going to talk about two of them. The first one is that everything is about sex. And then the second chapter was except sex. And this book totally falls into these chapters. So the first one is explaining that like, all these other things that are going on that are not explicitly sexual are coded for you to read it that way of like, there's like, these are sexual acts, even though they're not. I don't know if that makes sense. But like, if you read this book, you would totally get it. All the weird flirting and like the tension. And it was just so odd. And like all the actions, especially that Will was doing were weirdly sexual. And it was just weird but then the sex scenes between him and Jules were not about the sex whereas like when you read a romance book the sex scene is typically kind of more about the sex but like the reason that they were written was to explain like the connection that Jules and Will had and like also to give you insight into Will's character of like how he's kind of demanding and this other stuff and whatever and the book was just it was weirdly sexual I was gonna leave it and I was gonna give it to Bobby to read uh, which is my grandma's best friend because she likes, you know, like murder mysteries and stuff like that. But I couldn't leave it because it felt weird to me to give her this book that was weirdly sexual, you know? Like, we can both read it, but I just don't want to be the one to give it to her or recommend it to her because it was weirdly sexual. It was just like the whole time I was like, why do I have to deal with these like weird sexual undertones? Like, I did not like because you know you know me if you've like listened to other things you know I don't like love triangles not that they're really there was kind of some but not really it wasn't like that but I don't I don't like cheating and there's all this weird sexual tension cheating nonsense going on but there's no cheating but there actually had been I don't know it was odd I did not like it and then let's then go yeah oh not a fan let's then talk about my biggest complaint about mystery books is why is it always the least obvious person? Like, you heard me explain all these other motives that happen. Like, you've got, uh, you actually had a relationship with my sister. You were the reason my sister killed herself. You're the reason that I'm not on a TV show and super poor. And you don't want to admit that we accidentally killed somebody, but I do because I feel guilty about it. 
Oh, and I forgot to mention that Jono's the one who ends up getting arrested at the end because they find him, the other ushers find him with the body covered in the blood. But what had ended up happening is he comes across Will's body. And even though he's so mad at him and hates him, he still loves him anyway. So he takes the knife out and is trying to like, just like see if he's still alive, but he's not and he won't leave and he's really upset about it. So like all that different stuff. So he's the one who ends up getting arrested. And Aoife, the wedding planner, ends up scot-free apparently, but we don't really know. We only see the next day. We don't know what happens after that. Okay, but like you got all this different stuff and it's not revealed until the end that Aoife is the sister of the boy that was killed back in the day. And so I'm not saying that she didn't have motive, but there was no motive seen until the literal like very end. So how was I supposed to guess it was her? Except as I'm reading it, whenever I read a mystery in the back of my mind, I'm always like, it's going to be the one I never expect because it always is. There's so much evidence pointing towards someone. I really thought it was going to be Jono. He was the one who I was like, it's going to be him. And then at the end, I thought, oh, maybe it might be Jules or Hannah or something. I don't know. But I, but from the beginning, I really thought it'd be Jono. But I'm like, why, why, why? Like, I feel like they do it just so you can't guess who it is, but it's like reverse psychology you're, I'm going to guess whoever has no evidence. Here's an example. One time, my family and I went on this murder mystery train dinner. So, you know, you eat dinner on this train and these actors come through and they like act out like their different parts of like this murder mystery or whatever. And every single person had like actual motive and made sense except for this one guy. And my brother guessed him and I said, why did you guess this guy? He was like, because it's the least obvious. And you know who it was? It was that guy. I'm not trying to, like, my one anecdote, like, makes it true, but I just feel like in almost all the murder mysteries I read, that's how it goes. It's always the one I don't expect at all because no motive is shown until the very end when it's revealed, just kidding, it was them, and it just frustrates me. That's not typically why I don't read mysteries. Some of them, I like mysteries more than I like fillers because you guys know I don't like the core, I don't like the blood, I don't like to be scared, so that's why I don't read that stuff, but, like, this doesn't make me want to read more mysteries. I'm not saying this wasn't a good book because I did enjoy it. You know, I read it quickly, like whatever. But I just have an issue with mystery authors always making it be the least obvious person because it was very difficult to put together that Aoife was this boy's sister. But I did figure out that Freddie was the guy's roommate because they, like I said, they called him, you know, fat something back uh, in high school. And when they first show up on the island, someone comments, I think Jono comments about like the wedding planner's husband being fat and she could do better and whatever and all this different stuff. So that got me thinking and I made that connection. Like, I wonder if the, if this is the roommate. So I figured that one out, but I didn't figure out that Aoife was the sister. Although it was kind of, I kind of should have been able maybe to get there because it explains that the two of them were friends first and they came together through some sort of tragedy. So the tragedy would be her brother's death. And then what happens is the rest of her family ends up dying very shortly thereafter. Her mom, something about the brother's death, like gets her mom and then the dad dies from like a heart attack from stress shortly thereafter. So it's like all that stuff is connected. I can't remember how the mom dies though. And so like whatever. And so I, again, I understand why it ended up being her. And you find out that um, the reason she wanted Jules to come there was just so she could talk to Will about it and whatever. But I was just kind of like, um, 
why? Why? Like, there weren't enough clues for me to get there. And you did that on purpose so that people would be shocked. I'm just over that, you know? Like, I'm not saying... Sometimes a good mystery, you figure out who it is. It makes sense. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let me know how you feel about mysteries. If you think it should be the least obvious person. If you think you should be able to tell. If you like not being able to know. If you like being able to know. Let me know what you think. I need some other opinions on that. And then kind of on the train of what I figured out versus what I didn't figure out. Another thing I figured out was that Olivia's boyfriend was Will. She like they both used fake names apparently so his fake name was Steven or whatever but I don't know how I did it but I was just like I think it's like immediately when she starts talking about having this like older boyfriend and whatever I was like I think it's Will I just got that vibe I did not put together the thing about the pictures and that and this is like also the other thing I did not figure out was that Alice's boyfriend which if you remember that's Hannah's sister was Will and it makes sense. Like, once it all came together, I was like, that makes so much sense because connecting all of them was that he made them do things they weren't comfortable with in bed. He didn't necessarily make them, but they didn't want to disappoint him, so they all went further than they wanted to. And then also that he took pictures or videos of all of them. And so that is like, okay, I got the connection. And then you also know that back in high school, he did the same thing with some girl and he passed the pictures around to all the guys there. So, you know, like those connections like I should I didn't think about the connections until it was revealed to me and like I figured out that Alice's boyfriend was Will like one page before it was revealed so at that point it was like building up to like just saying like oh my god so I don't that doesn't count as me figuring it out but I just got this vibe that Stephen was Will I don't know but then it ends up being revealed he was and I felt so smart but anyways so that's kind of what I figured out versus what I didn't so there were some surprises in there for sure versus um, things that I was kind of like, I think this is what's going on. Okay, let's talk about for a second. I don't have this written down, but we just got to talk about for a second. Jules and Charlie. It was odd. Now, some people believe that girls and guys can't be friends unless like you're already dating somebody. I don't know. Some people just don't believe it. I'm not one of those people. I think you can have platonic like, I could have platonic guy friends or guys could have platonic girlfriends that aren't connected to somebody else through dating or anything like that or related to you or basically siblings or anything like that. But in this case, Charlie and Jules, it was weird. I'm not gonna lie. It was weird. They were, like, weirdly flirty. Apparently, they had slept together one time. And it's, like, if they had slept together one time before he was ever with somebody else, if they were both single then it's like, ah, okay, they slept together one time back in the day, you know? But no, he was already married and had a child at that point. And it was just, I think it's just disgusting. Like, I don't, I don't know. And like, if they both had feelings for each other, like, why didn't they ever actually act upon them when they were both not in relationships with somebody else? I don't know. So, it, it would be interesting to see, like, what will happen next, expect, like, with Hannah Charlie and then Jules like will Hannah and Charlie stay together will she be able to forgive him if it was you know just this one time and he feels bad about it or whatever when they have two children and like this history or will she leave him I don't know I would probably leave because that's just me I'm not about that you cheat on me I'm gone you know I'm no nonsense that way but like I don't know what is Hannah gonna do it's kind of unclear obviously things have to be said and then if she did leave him 
would he go get together with Jules? Because Jules got married, but her husband literally died the next, like, couple hours later. And so, oh, also, I forgot to say that Olivia was the one that gave that note to Jules because she was never brave enough to tell her sister everything that happened, but she was brave enough, I guess, to give her this note of that, like, Will is a liar and a cheat, like, he's not who you think he is, whatever. But she was never brave enough to tell her sister. So then the other thing is, like, what will happen with that sister relationship of, like, Jules and her, like, kind of become, I don't want to say close through this, but, like, somehow, like, at the end, you see, like, a new sister bond almost forming. So I'm hoping that they can get over the different resentments and stuff like that and can actually become good sisters. And also, there's a lot of healing that both of them need to do because they were both kind of, like, Olivia was being used by that man and, like, Jules was, like, completely betrayed by him and, like, now he's dead, so she's probably going to grieve something, like, all this different stuff. So, like, I'm interested to see, like, what would happen next with them. Also, is Jono going to go to jail for that? We don't know. Is Aoife going to get away with everything from for murder? We don't know. It's not clear. We don't know what's going to happen all the way through. So, I don't know what happens next, but I want to. But, yeah, so I don't know. I have thoughts, but I don't really know what would happen. And then um, one other thing, just right quick, is that the way this book was written, you didn't know who died until the very end. And at the beginning, I'm like, obviously, it's Will who dies. And then as we get, like, further into it, then I'm like, is Will going to kill Olivia? Is that actually what all of this was coming to? Like, I really thought she was going to die at one point, but then she didn't. And I kind of enjoyed that I had to guess who once I got 100 pages in and nobody was dead yet, I was like, I'm not going to know who's dead until the end. And so the whole time you're like pretty sure it's Will, but you're not positive. So I kind of enjoyed how it was written, but like kind of going back to this whole thing about book of the month. So like every year at the end of the year in November, you get to vote for your favorite book from the year out of like a selection for book of the month. And then at the end of December, they show what the top five vote getters were and then the winner. And so then if you have been a member for over a year, if you've gotten 12 different boxes, you can pick one of the b- five top books for free to get in your next box. And so I picked this book as mine because I had almost picked it back in April when it was one. And I so I was like, yeah, this is the one I want. And a lot of people, the comments were that like, it was like average and then you get to the end and it's like, oh my God, blow your mind, crazy twist. And like I said, I didn't find it a crazy twist. There were definitely some twists and turns and some surprises, you know, with Alice being, there were some surprises with Alice and then, you know, Aoife being the sister and all this different stuff. But like I said, this whole thing about it being the least obvious person and whatever, like I wasn't like blown away shocked like some of these other people were, but I did enjoy it. So I can see why a lot of people voted for it. I personally think Magic Lessons would have been a better top five choice and also kind of going along with this voting thing why isn't it that they then give you the top five and then you should be able to vote again because they give you like 20 or 30 books I don't know how many I'm gonna say somewhere between 20 30 books to choose from and then it's just like okay the top vote getter there you go why isn't there a runoff you know I don't know so that's what I've got to say about the guest list by Lucy Foley did I enjoy it yes I did it's my first mystery in a while, although I did read those YA thrillers, which I honestly enjoyed those more. Echoes and Fractures I had, like, more fun with, and I kind of just, like, I don't know, I just like the mystery aspect in that a little bit more than this, but I did enjoy this book. 
So let me know what you thought. You can either DM me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. There was a slight break in my Instagram while I was reading this because I wasn't home, but now I'm back and active and DM me to let me know your thoughts and also follow me because, you know, I take cool pictures. I try my hardest. I try my best. So yeah, let me go follow my Instagram. Go send me some comments. You could also email me whatever your thoughts are on this book or mysteries or recommendations, this podcast, anything really at I read a book once blog at gmail.com. Also make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Give it a nice rating. The more ratings that I get, the more likely other people are to find this. So I'd really appreciate it if you could just take a moment and rate it or subscribe on whatever different platform that you use to listen to this podcast. I want to just thank you for being here and listening to it. I really appreciate your support and your, hopefully you enjoyed it. And lastly, you can go check out my website. I never update. I read a book once blog.com. Will I update it ever again? I don't know. I feel like I say this every time, but I just, I truly do not know. What am I going to read for next week's episode? Mm, I'm not quite sure. It's probably going to be, yeah, no, I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure. Okay, so I know I said that after, I think I said in the last episode that in this episode, then I would have, you know, my normal, this is what you can look forward to next episode sort of spiel, but I actually don't have that, so you're not going to get that, but this time, I know for a fact that next time I'll be able to kind of give you what's going on, I think. I don't know. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and come back and listen to some more, and I'll catch you guys next time.